You are listening to the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Monday, June 28th of 2021. I'm Rich Grimshaw, the podcaster doing all the practicing. I'm also the producer, the writer, the editor, um, the fact checker. I'm the engineer. And in my spare time, I do the marketing. I do the sales and what little accounting there is. So this is a pretty tiring thing, I'm just saying. Today, you'll be happy to know, is National Paul Bunyan Day. So... So maybe we should all go out and do some lumberjacking or not. I'll provide a link to what that is at nationaltoday.com. You know, I I re, I know who Paul Bunyan is and I know that he's associated with lumberjacking, but I just don't remember reading Paul Bunyan's stories as a a toddler, a, a young person. I, I just know who he is and that somewhere there's like a 26-foot wooden statue of him somewhere. I'm guessing that's in maybe uh, Canada, <laughs> maybe, or Alaska. I don't know. He's a celebrated folklore hero, and today is the day that honors him. <laughs> so celebrate whenever you, in any way you see appropriate. Let's move on. Last week, the United States government, uh, to whom I am a contributor by way of federal income taxes, they released this report that was highly anticipated, having to do with unidentified flying objects or whatever the newer term for them is, unexplained aerial phenomena, maybe that's what it is. But they they had to produce this report because the president said, guys, I, I want that report on my desk in 90 days or in Congress or whatever. So they did it. And guess what? Nothing. Nothing, nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Nothing to see here. They said it found no evidence of aliens, but acknowledged 143 reports of unidentified aerial phenomena since 2004 that just couldn't be explained. All right, that's it. End of story. So we keep looking, and when the aliens want us to know that they're here, they will reveal themselves. I'm certain of it. They're just a lot more smarter than we are, and... And they know that they shouldn't reveal themselves because we're just not ready to handle it. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right, now this next topic is not an alien spacecraft, but it kind of looks like one. I'm talking about the Frisbee. Yeah, the Frisbee. And here from ThoughtCo.com, we have this article called The History of the Frisbee, written by Mary Bellis uh, and it was updated October 12 of 2019. Uh, I don't think many things have changed since then. Every object has a history, and behind that history is an inventor. Who was the first to come up with the invention can be a topic for hot debate. Often several people, independent of each other, will all think of the same good idea around the same time and will later argue something like, No, it was me. I thought of it first. You stole my idea. For example... Many people have claimed to have invented the Frisbee. The Frisbee Pie Company, 1871 to 1958, of Bridgeport, Connecticut, made pies that were sold to many New England colleges. Hungry college students soon discovered that the empty pie tins could be tossed and caught, providing endless hours of game and sport. Oh, let us celebrate. Many colleges have claimed to be the home of, quote, he who was first to fling, unquote. Yale College has even argued that in 1820, a Yale undergraduate named 
Eli Elihu E L I H U Elihu 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 Frisbee Frisbee is the last name grabbed a passing collection tray from the chapel and flung it out onto the campus, thereby becoming the true inventor of the Frisbee and winning glory, glory for Yale. That tale isn't likely to be true, since the words Frisbee's pies were embossed on all the original pie tins, and it was from the word Frisbee that the common name for the toy was coined. In 1948, a Los Angeles building inspector named Walter Frederick Morrison and his partner Warren Francioni, Francioni invented a plastic version of the Frisbee that could fly further and with better accuracy than a tin pie plate. Morrison's father was also an inventor who invented the automotive sealed beam headlight. Ooh, no small deed. Another interesting tidbit was that Morrison had just returned to the United States after World War II where he had been a prisoner in the infamous Stalag 13. His partnership with Franschioni, Franschi, Franschioni, F-R-A-N-S-C-I-O-N-I, it's the S-C that's throwing me off. Anyhow, Mr. F, who was also a war veteran, ended before their product had achieved any real success. The word Frisbee is pronounced the same as the word Frisbee. Okay, so one spelling has two E's on the end and the other has an I-E on the end. Inventor Rich Nair, Kinnair, K-N-E-R-R, was in search of a catchy new name to help increase sales after hearing about the original use of the terms Frisbee and Frisbee-ing. He borrowed from the two words to create the registered trademark Frisbee. That's with two E's on the end. Soon after, sales soared for the toy due to his company Whammo's clever marketing of Frisbee playing as a new sport in 1964, the first professional model went on sale. I didn't know you could get a professional Frisbee. Ed Hedrick was the inventor at Whammo, who patented Whammo's designs for the modern Frisbee, U.S. patent number. Write this down, folks. 3,359,678. Ed Hedrick's Frisbee, with its band of raised ridges called the Rings of Hedrick, had stabilized flight as opposed to the wobbly flight of its predecessor, the Pluto Bladder. Hedrick, who invented the Whammo Super Ball that sold over 20 million units, <laughs> and obviously used to advertise on uh, Turner Network uh, Channel 17 in Atlanta back in the 70s, cable channel 17. Anyhow, uh, he held the utility patent for the modern-day Frisbee, a product that has sold over 200 million units to date. Mr. Hedrick led the advertising program, new products program, served as vice president of research and development, executive vice president, general manager, and CEO for Whammo Incorporated over a 10-year period. U.S. patent number 3,359,678 was issued to Hedrick on December 26 of 1967. Today, the 50-year-old Frisbee is owned by Mattel Toy Manufacturers, not Whammo, one of the least, one of at least 60 manufacturers of flying discs. Whammo sold over 100 million units before selling the toy to Mattel. Wow, now we know about the Frisbee. Makes you want to go out and get one and then run out to the backyard and play Frisbee with a dog, doesn't it? Or maybe go play Frisbee golf? Or maybe just think about uh, a haiku on the Frisbee. Now that 
that's a worthy endeavor. I might have to do a haiku for the Frisbee or not. That'll do it for today. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.